This is the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley, where every week we're hooking you up with some of the best names in the Craftsman Model Railroading world. We're giving you some awesome tips, either from us or from some of our guests, and we're just providing you some downright funny and original content to go along with your modeling and sitting at your workbench. So buckle in, we got another awesome episode, and here we go. All right, this is Brett, and we got Todd Wiley here as usual for episode 86 of the bench time podcast so hey there. um a little bit different little new in- little bit of a new intro here uh that's great got a lot of new stuff here um not a lot of new stuff this week so um we got a new intro worked on that for a while we have some new patrons um paul stewart i i can't remember if i announced these guys before so i'm just gonna go through it again paul stewart and bart overton i can't remember oh, if i okay. announced you guys on the last episode or two i apologize yeah, a second shout out of the uh, if i apologize if i missed you but um thanks guys um bart's been i know that bart's been following us around for following along uh, for quite a while he's a friend on my facebook as well yeah. So, that's, that's great. Yeah, and um, they put some que- they you know they have access to Thank put some guys. questions into the overtime at the bench Facebook page. Just a quick uh, update, everyone. People are we have people that try to join, which is awesome. Our overtime at the bench Facebook group. Yeah, we want you. Um, the only reason yeah, you guys approved. aren't being approved is uh, we have to see you in Patreon first or um, one of the other links on our. Uh, website there so um right. you gotta sign up a patreon yeah so it's not fair to the patrons yeah. if Become we're a patron. yeah it's not fair to the patrons if we let people in and aren't on the patreon but anyways right. these guys thanks a lot for stepping in and uh now you are part of the group you have been for a little bit but uh welcome anyways um you guys want to have if anyone else listening wants access to the same thing that paul and bart have you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash ho scale customs and we'll get you hooked up there we also have a new website uh, I were I uploaded all the finished work for it last night, uh, so there might be a couple bugs. Who knows? Um, it's the same website. Well, yeah, but it's a no. new look. It's a new website. Oh, well, still it's just go custom. Yeah, but it's a whole new design. It's a whole right, new right. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I made a new design because we're going to be putting out some more content, and I wanted the site to be formatted better to handle. Um, newer content and and better content plus it looks new better design new look it looks awesome it looks better on mobile and um yeah so yeah. go check out our new website if you haven't yet it might hopefully there's no bugs we'll we'll probably we'll probably find some new bugs here and in anyways just because it's new um we also have a new youtube video which i said before oh my gosh excuse me my asian noodles are coming back up anyways New YouTube video I put up last night, which was Wednesday night, if you are listening on Friday. Uh, it is about how I did the water on the layout. It's on YouTube. I know I did the mm-hmm. Facebook Live video, but uh, I did put it on YouTube, and it's on our website as well. Did a how-to on how to make the waves and the Mod Podge water. So that's up there as well for everyone to see. If you aren't subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you head on over there and subscribe to that as well so you'll get updates when all of our new videos hit the podcast is on there as well so you can listen to the podcast on youtube so that's great um, wow a lot of new stuff man yeah well the podcast has been on there for a while but um yeah so um i got was late to put i was late to put the patreon questions up but some of those are are filing in right now um but in the meantime while we're waiting for some patron questions to come in, let's um let's jump into our topics here this week. Uh, I kind of 
I'm going to lead it off with a mess up that I had on the layout. Um, the one thing I want to stress whenever you're making the waves with the Liquitex material that I showed you how yeah. to do in the YouTube video is um, right. when you're picking up the late the the Liquitex material, make sure it's it's gloss. It's got to be gloss. Um, they make a version that looks almost identical to it. In fact, it's the same colors on the side of the jar, but it's matte. And um, I have both sitting on top of each <laughs> other. Both of the jars were sitting right on top of each other. So uh, I, I just assumed that they were both the same. And I made a whole bunch of waves on Tuesday night. Um, came downstairs on Wednesday after I got home from work, all excited to see my waves and all my work I did. And they were hopefully all dry and clear. And they were white. They were all matte, like dull matte waves. So, um, and you can make that same mistake with the Mod Podge as well because they have yes. a matte Mod Podge. So be careful when you're buying that. So just make sure that you're Mod getting Podge. the gloss, or with Mod Podge, they even make a high gloss, which I'm not sure how that would look, but I use the gloss. Um, uh -huh. So, yes, do your, do your, uh, be patient, don't rush, make sure you're not using a matte product, and make sure you're yeah. not picking up a matte product of it as well. Um, and if you are buying some online, I threw some Amazon links in the how-to video on our website um, that link to the gloss version of it. So, yeah. anyways, just make sure you're... They look exactly the same. It's a really easy mistake to make. You just got to... If you're not reading it and they're near each other, you might grab the wrong one. So well, in the end, it all turned out. It looked really nice. Yeah, but I had to spend an extra hour or so ripping out... I came downstairs. I'm like all pumped up. You know, you want to get home, and that stuff is yeah. a, that's something where it's not like where you paint it, and you can come back in an hour and see that no, it looks it good. It takes like 12 to 24 hours to dry. It finally doesn't have those white. Did you see the YouTube video? Yeah. It had yeah. the it had the white like fogginess and tips of the waves still. Yeah. Well, today I came down here and checked it again. Finally, all of that fogginess is gone. So I'll throw a picture of it up here. Um, without yeah, we do you we will want to put some white caps and stuff on yeah but i'm talking about the yeah. the material was still not 100 mm -hmm. dry because yeah. it's so humid in my basement um even with the dehumidifier running it just took longer to dry so right, right. um you know it looks good now it's finally all gone i cranked the dehumidifier up the whole way over the night and uh <laughs> it got it all out of there so that looks good uh, normally in the winter it only takes like 12 hours because it's the opposite it's always dry in my basement in the winter right so right. um but yeah anyways that's all good to go i'm going to take a picture of that here tonight and um that way you guys can see the finalized work because everyone was watching it on the live video everyone saw it on my youtube video um and i just want to show pictures of it completed i also um if you're watching the youtube video uh, the, you'll notice that the mud area that I did compared to the live video on Facebook looks a little different. That's because I started adding some AK products to the mud. And that way it's not just painted with the uh, acrylic paints. Um, mm -hmm. I put the dry and wet crackling effects, mud, mud Ooh, nice. in and around there. And I also mm -hmm. threw some of the AK puddles in some areas where the, there would be or like depressions in the, in the mud where there would be like the tide would go in, go, would go yeah. out. Tide would go out, but there'd be a, a, like a tidal pool, a little yeah. puddle. So I did that. Um, it looks oh, a little, to see it. it looks a little weird because it's some of the AK stuff is a little shinier and you gotta, you gotta weather, I, I'll, yeah. I'll doll it down with some weathering chalks and stuff. It'll look it'll look great. 
Um, right. But I started adding some AK stuff to that mud as well. I started playing around with some oh, of the, I, the I mud. I bet that wet crackle looks good down there. It does. I honestly, I did it last night, and I haven't looked at it since. And I'm, I'm sitting three feet behind me, and now I'm like, it's like a kid on Christmas. I want to get up and look. But I'll look. <laughs> I'll, I'll take some pictures tonight. Check it out. Yeah. Um, so I'm planning to do that mud a couple places the whole way down the layout, kind of where the rocks cut in or stick out, where, you know, like, a, like where the tide would kind of build like a little sandbar or like a mud area where... Um, you know, debris and dirt gets caught up because the tide kind of catches there or something. I'm going to make right. a couple things like that along the way down. That way it's not just wall and, and like seawall, you know? Right. Right. So, yeah. So I'm going to do that. And the mud, if you weren't watching the, the Facebook live, which it is up there now to rewatch the, the brown mud that I did make was just, um, drywall mud, uh, joint compound, yeah. And I just took a little bit on a tiny spatula and my finger and I worked it into the little area and made a little mound of mud that meets the meets the water there underneath that lighthouse. That was cool. It was a great show. I mean, it turned out real well. And the green speckles that I got in my um, waves in my mm -hmm. in my Liquitex um, gel. Yeah. You can't even see them. I knew they weren't going to show up. Um, I don't know if you saw them in the video or not. I, they were like green flakes of, of weathering chalk that got stuck in the matte gel. Yeah, or, that's sorry, not gloss gel. Well, as soon as now that it's dry, you can't even see it. Yeah. Because so, the paint underneath it has a sea color, anyways. So I loved it when you broke that stuff. Out. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. When I did what? When you broke that green powder out. Yeah. Some of the people on there were like, oh, why are you doing that? Why are you using powders? Well, I'm like, just sit still, watch, and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, if you ever see, um, like, old pallets or old wood down by the ocean, it has, like, a, a tealish green uh, yeah. hue to it. Like, that salt water um, yeah. does its salt magic. I don't know. There's probably a, a technical term for it. It does its salt magic to it, and it uh, it turns it, like, a, an, a, a corroded green color. Yeah. I don't know what the word is for that, but... Salt. I like salt magic. Yeah, salt magic. You know what would look good on there too what? as well. That I didn't think about it is a little bit like a, a white, just a very faint whitish. At the very end oh, of that okay. video. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. Yeah, don't, I got it. But yeah. I'm gonna. But cool. I, even even since then, I've been messing with it and adding those AK products. So I gotta yeah. go back over and do it again because that that whole little mud that whole little mud mound thing is yeah. is a big experiment. So yeah. um. I'm kind cool. of, I'm, I mean, I'm not experimenting with anything new. I'm just trying out some different things together. Well, the photos you put up were awesome. Yeah, well, once this AK stuff's done, just wait. So, okay. anyway, so I had that going on. A um, little bit of a mess up, but, uh, you know, nothing was, nothing that's um, not repairable. Luckily, that matte gel stuff, if you don't let it dry for like a month and let it cure, I don't know what the time is. It's probably not even a full month. When I came down and because my basement is still in the summer kind of uh, humid, um, mm -hmm. it was almost like rubbing off um, rubber cement off of a paper. Like it, it kind of, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You get rubber cement on your finger and you can rub, ball it up and rub it off, make right. little rubber cement boogers. So it was like it was like doing that. So I just got a um, a putty knife, a paint like a. A putty knife, a metal putty knife, and I just yeah. was able to lightly scrape all that off right down to the Mod Podge. So, 
that's cool there wasn't anything left over didn't even mess it up and then just to be safe because it did dull the mod podge just a little bit i put on an extra two coats of mod podge in that area just to get it to be shiny again right, right. so just an example of a mess up that you can always uh you can always you can always fix it so cool cool yeah so that's what i that was my big mess up of the last 24 hours um I know you have some things you want to talk about real quick, but I did want to talk about, um, I don't know if I did it right or not, but, um, I did first, I got to clear, I got to, I got to ask you an English question. How do you, how do you pronounce, is it T-A-U-P-E, taupe, tape, taupe, 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 whatever it is, that color, T-A-U-P-E, taupe, that's what I call it, that brown color. Yeah. Yeah. So in my Assassin Vinegar Works instructions, um, it talked about using an old paint color or stain color called leather. Hmm. Well, I don't even. Well, I'll tell you why. Because I have it on. It's one of the ones I've seen on here. Um, it, it was offered by I think railroad kit uh, railroad kits railroad <laughs> uh, railroad colors by um, Fluke. Floquil. Oh, okay. And then, well, and, or polyscale, or somebody did a leather one. Well, I just kind of found a paint color that reminded me of like a generic brown leather, mm-hmm. and it was taupe or taupe or tape, whatever, right. however you pronounce it. And um, I mixed that with just a little bit of burnt sienna, a little dot, just to darken right. it a little bit. Um, and then I made a wash in one of my paint palettes by just dipping. Uh, filling the one well with pretty much water, about twenty, like two thirds water, and then I mixed a little bit of paint in it with it and just made a wash out of it. And yeah. man, it, I don't know what I don't know what that color leather looks like from Floquil or Polyscale or whatever it's called, but uh, um, it looked it looked good to me. It looks like wood, and uh, I did finish it up with a Hunterline driftwood, real light on top of that. So. Uh, if if you go, here's one of the things I like to do, and I'm running the same issue that you are with this Baxter's uh, building supply company because it's older, and it's when it was it was you know designed during a time when Floquil and Poly S were the, the things. Now Poly S is still available, but um, one of the things to do to match with acrylic paints, I'm running into a lot of the descriptions that George gives in my kit as being floquil paints and you know because he'll give a he'll give a paint cover and he doesn't really say it's floquil but i know that it is so i go look it up and sure enough there it is railroad colors floquil by railroad, railroad colors by floquil and i'm like ah so what i did was i found online i don't know exactly where i'm looking right now um it was a floquil a color chart um yeah color chart and um you can try and match the colors to i found it microscale.com has one. Oh, okay see that's great and go there you can search for it you'll find them you know what and i downloaded one you yeah. know what we need to do yeah we need to make this is crazy i don't know if we could do this, this might take this is a big venture Mix some paints and try and match them we need to make we, we need to, we need unless someone if someone out there has done this i will donate it won't be very much i'll give you five bucks or ten bucks i don't know <laughs> I will donate if you've gone through the Floquil colors and made recipe cards for every color, but you're using acrylics. Yeah. 
and not the enamel paints if you're going to use acrylics and made recipe cards for things like uh, uh, whatever um, let me first find one if you made a recipe card for the old Floquil roof brown Mm-hmm. And you matched an acrylic to that, and you can tell me, okay, you need uh, two drops of this color from Americana and one drop of this color from that, and yep. you can make roof brown. That would be the coolest thing ever. If someone had a site, yeah. if someone has a reference out there like that, man, we would kiss your ass for years because <laughs> you would save so many people's problems. You, you would solve so oh, many yeah. headaches for everyone. Oh, yeah. So what I found, I, I, I had to make depot buff, Okay. And um, so I I pulled it up and I found by mixing it uh, one part yellow ochre and one, and two parts ochre whatever it is and uh, it's ochre O C H R E I don't know I don't know how to pronounce it I that's what I call it and two parts camel by Folkart. How do you fit a camel in there? It's a two parts one of a part yellow ochre by Americana and two parts camel folk art, and I came up with a real real good depot buff. Well, there you go. And there's already one. There's already yeah. one. Can you repeat that? Yes, one part yellow ochre, 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 O C H E R E, O C H R E. That's made by Americana. And um, and then two parts camel by Folkart. And that's for making depot buff. Buff. Yeah, it's almost like a like a. You ever see some of George's kits are like a yellowish tone to them. Some yeah. of the buildings, some of the walls, and he's got several of them that he uses that, and that's and that's what he uses. So it's, cool. It, it turns out real nice, and but anyhow, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I matched it, so it worked out pretty good. You have to you have to mix them, and then when you're mixing them, you can't just go by when it's wet, when it's sitting in that dish. No, that's you like got, that's like anything. If you're painting your house, it always yeah. looks. If you're painting a wall in your house, the color looks different when it's dry. Right, you got to so, paint and then try it out and let it dry and then check it out. Is that what so, you did? Did you paint and yeah. like put a little dot yeah. on a card or something and then match it? Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's very cool. Hey, we need yeah. to. I'm going to share my uh, little recipe. I don't know if it's really for leather. I'll look it up. Wouldn't that be some? Wouldn't that be awesome? Hey, you, oh, by the way, don't hold me responsible if you do it and you don't like it. You know, well, tough shit. That's your problem because you didn't. You know, because you took my word. But I got a good match out of it. Well, Not hey, you know, everybody's going to get a good match. No, but it's helpful for someone that wants to try it. So yeah, I don't need somebody come back on me going, oh. Well, hey, uh, I, I tried that. And it, it, it looks a little blue. Mix at your yeah. own risk. Or whatever. Yeah, it's at your own risk. So that's really cool. Yeah. I'm looking it up. Depot. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. like a yellowy tan color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. So. Awesome. So, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what we got down there. And, uh... Me? Well, I, um, so, yeah, I made my own stain. I worked down here for two and a half hours of one night, and all I got done was those um, support braces for the inside of the Sasson building, which I, I shared pictures of. Um, just took forever. I had to hand cut all those little pieces. I had to sort all that lumber, that big pile of lumber for that building. This yeah. is for the vat house. So, um, there's a whole bunch of uh, cast big giant vats that are going to go with it, but, um, yeah, so uh, 
that was the fun of that night. I think I'm going to work on a little bit tonight when we're done here recording, but mm -hmm. um, I'll probably only get five things, five little pieces done on it, but that's okay. It's fun. Right. Um, but uh, I got something else here, uh, but I want to I want to see if you have anything else first before I jump into what I want to talk about, and because uh, it's going to be it's a big one. Okay. So well, you lead I, off with whatever you want, and then I'm going to... I'm going to lead off with something that isn't... Well, I'm going to lead off with um, our... Um, sorry. Hello? Oh, uh, yeah, my bad. I'm going to lead off with uh, our contest winner. Oh, this yes. Is uh, Matthew Hankins. I believe he was a former winner before, but he wins again. Um, We've had a couple he, repeats. Yeah, and... And uh, he did a sign. It's really cool on one of his modules, and I, I really like it. it. It's a sign on the side of the wall. It says, favorite sign of my modules is one that, again, you all have seen before. Unfortunately, it can't be seen when viewing from the public side now that the row houses have been installed. Yeah. But anyways, uh, I liked it. It's a, it's a beautiful, cool sign. And um, Awesome. Well, Matthew is going to be receiving a HSGL Customs koozie as well as the um uh dan and feed i'm sorry the name escaped me the dan and feeds kit from railroadkits.com so we'll drop those in the mail to you matthew i don't know if yeah, it's, a, it's a beer sign it's really cool it takes up the whole one wall and he's got some ivy on it and it just looks amazing i don't know i don't know if he has one who cares but we've had a couple well, repeat winners anyhow. already so uh, if he hasn't, that's one well, one again. I, there were a but, bunch um, of good entries this week. We had a, we had some of them uh, that were emailed to us between that and the guys that were commenting on the Facebook post. We had a boatload right. of entries again this week, and um, we want to thank you all for entering. Uh, we promise if you keep entering, we're going to keep having stuff to give away for you guys, so you're going to win something. Uh, right. But um, – you know, we also um, next week's contest. Yeah, I was going to get into that. I was going to say we also have another contest this week. So what is it? Yes. Well, next week's contest will be um, the the most weathered. Uh, Ooh. It's a, a highly or heavily weathered object, whether it's a photo of yours on yours or or something. The you only seen. thing I ask is if you as share long as something it's not from somebody else's. Well, you can share a railroad. You can share a photo of a famous railroad layout um, yeah. if you give credit. Yes. So if it's like something that you saw from Howard Zane or so you visited George's yeah. layout or uh, or it's something you visited from one of your friend's layouts, I don't care what it is. We just want to see that there's credit given if it's not your work, obviously. Agreed, yeah. So yeah. I don't want to find out a year from now that – someone got on our site and saw that you put a picture up of their work and they were like wait a second right that's why because i'll i'll find out where you have that little dan and feeds kit and i'll i won't be happy <laughs> <laughs> no 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 but i'm uh, confiscated all nah, but just be cool you know it's just if you have something that yeah. maybe because we have yeah, some be people cool. be honest about it we have all. people listening that might not have yeah. a layout built yet but they want to share a photo so but. um just give credit where credit's due so most heavily weathered thing on your layout, right? Yep. Most heavily weathered thing on your layout or a model you've built or a, a diorama or – yeah. and I thought it doesn't have to be the whole building. It doesn't have to be a whole wall. It could or, be an old it, car. It, it could be a trash can. I don't care. Yeah. It's, 
it's whatever you think looks cool enough to, you know, it, it's going to be selected by us. So, yeah. All right. You know what we're going to start doing? Mm. We're, we're, we're obviously excluded from the contest, but um, uh, we're going to actually start sharing. That's what, That's our challenge, Dad. When we make a contest, I think we should participate at least putting a photo comment up. Okay. So uh, I will put up my favorite heavily weathered thing that I've done. Okay. Um, I'll do the same. And you will do. So 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 from now on, we're not just asking you guys to participate. We're gonna throw up some pictures of our own too, because I got them on my phone. And it's it's stupid and lazy of me to not yeah. just take five seconds and find a photo and put it up there. So. Yeah, um, me too, man. I got a million of them. I'm gonna so, participate, sure. but obviously my dad and I aren't gonna. We're not gonna be. We're not choosing our own for. We're not gonna win our own kits. Yeah. So yeah. that would sound bad if you were like, hey, and this yeah, week's we winner. Win. We just gonna put something up and have some fun. This week's winner of the Bench Time Podcast contest was Brett Wiley. Good job, Brett. That's <laughs> a boy. That's a boy. You're gonna receive a kit from RailroadKits.com. Oh boy, Blue. So, yeah. oh my gosh, that's the best movie ever. <laughs> Anyways, I love old Anyhow. school. So <laughs> sweet. Um. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Matthew. And again, this week, uh, you can put a picture up of your most heavily weathered item. You can submit those pictures either via a photo comment on this week's pin post on our Facebook page, or you can email it to podcast at hoscalecustoms.com. So uh, do you have anything else you want to add before I get into this discussion? No, man, I'm talking about my, I was going to talk about what I had going on here, but that's fine. You go ahead. Oh, no, go for it. I'm holding this one out. Well, I'm working at Baxter's Building Supply, which is something that's going to be happening yeah, for a you, while. Here, I you guess. need to stop moving on that damn chair. I'm telling you. Oh, my, I'm sorry about that. And But I'm, gonna, I'm telling you what. I'm going to overnight uh, red. Just, I'm going to overnight red. Let's talk about uh, this stool real quick first. Yeah, because all of our listeners, all of our listeners have been hearing this stool now for a year. Right, well, the stool's going to be going next week. Hallelujah! Uh, you won't hear the squeakiness in it if you hear it. Although I have been trying to listen for it on the podcast, and I haven't heard it much on the cast. I know that you can hear it while you're sitting there. Oh, it drives me up a uh, wall. That damn but, stool. Yeah, it's all right. Here's what it is. I'll tell the stool story. <laughs> Whoa, that sounds a little mess. That sounds a little messy. I'm gonna tell the stool story. So, all right. For years, in the last couple of years, I've been going over to Lowe's with with your mom, and we go over and we'll we'll try and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll you know we'll get what we have to get a caulk or or whatever uh, something for the garden. I don't know whatever yeah. we're over there for. Anyhow, and I always walk by the tool section, and they always had a cobalt. You know, Cobalt is their brand tools that they make. And they, they had always had this Cobalt really cool workbench stool. And it's chrome. This thing is all chrome. It shines super bright. It's nice. It looks cool as hell. It looks like something you would want, everybody would want in their shop, you know? And I always went by it and I was like, ah, oh, that's kind of cool. I really like it. I sat it on a few times. You know, and I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. It's not overly comfortable, but it's okay. It's, it's got a padded seat and, and a blue padded seat that says cobalt across it. It looks just so cool. I had to have one, but I didn't pay for it. I didn't buy one. They're like, they're like 70 bucks. Yeah, they're not cheap. Right. So I didn't buy one, and I was like, ah, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait, you know. And then the one Lowe's was closing in Shippensburg uh, last fall. 
And uh, you told us about it. We went down there, and they sure enough, they had one of those stools, and it was marked down like like 35 bucks or 40 bucks or something like that. And I was like, oh, oh my God, it's marked way down. It's marked way down. Because they're trying to get rid of everything in that yeah, store, right? everything was like half off the lowest price ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, and I, That's so why I, I got that gallon of glue for $3. Yeah. So I, I grabbed it, and uh, I went... <laughs> And I went down to, um, I put it together, I got home and, and put it together, and I used it, and it, it was okay, it worked out good, you know, it was, it was cool. I took the old wooden <laughs> stool I used to have, and I took it down to your house, and we put it down there at the layout, where the ba- in the basement where our layout is, so I can work on top things, I have a stool to sit on. And I used that for many years, but it's a hard wood stool, and I thought maybe it was a little too hard, it didn't swivel or nothing like that, this thing swivels and everything. Well, it's only been since last fall, so it's not even, it's probably nine months. And I got to tell you, it's hurting my ass. <laughs> it's the, 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 uh, the leather, or the, the padded seat is no longer padded anymore. It's just flat. Yep. And then it's just, nice good uh, old Chinese manufacturing. I have a pillow, on, I went to Walmart, bought a $5 pillow, you can just sit on top of it. And uh, I'm, I'm, I, it squeaks like a son of a bitch, and, you, and I, I can't, I can't. Oh. I tried, I tried oil on it. It sounds like, I, it sounds like, it's awful. It's just I tried tightening everything. I tried oil, and it squeaks. It's like degrading in front of you. It's just falling oh. apart. Like every yeah, time you then, sit on it. Yeah. Well, not only that, my hip. I started getting pain in my hip, whenever I sit here. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, I'm like too old. I'm too, I'm, I'm old, but I'm not that old yet. You know what I mean? I don't have hip problems. I don't normally. And so it's, so when I sit on other chairs, I'm just fine. But man, this one here, I sit here for a few minutes and then, well, how, maybe an hour. That's about an hour. I sit here and I, I get up and I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. My hip, my hip. And I'm sitting on now. You need to show. get your life alert to call you sometimes. Right. Yeah. So All right. anyhow. It, so it's going. It's going to be going. I'm bringing it down there. We're going to sit it down at the workbench. Can we the backup the stool? Backup stool. I'm going to use. I'm going to bring the other one back because. Uh, All right. Well, at least my ass didn't hurt. You know. So. Yeah. You know, so. Right. Anyways, that's that. <laughs> so. So. Awesome. That's a nice look at that nice beautiful story we just got from you about. Yes. Hip and ass what? pain. <laughs> and your stool so, and your stool story. Yes, my stool story. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, anyways, everybody's got their own stool story. Yeah, so I mean, sometimes fun. it's just about what you sit on. Sometimes, you know, you never know where it's going to go. So, so we have, so I'm working bachelors, right? Right, right. And I'll tell you that was what. A good it's, tra- it's, that was a good transition, by the way. Yeah, I'm working bachelors. It's a lot of fun. I'm really liking it. Like I said last week, it's like a diorama. And I had to hand lay the track, which I never did before, and I had a lot of fun with that. Yep. And it looks so nice, so real. I mean, it, it's a it's it's beautiful track. Yeah. And, yeah. We all we but, were talking about that last week. It was it's something that you you had fun doing, but you were like, I wouldn't want to do it for a whole layout. Right. Right. So now, um, I and I've and I've built up the you know, the different levels of this terrain that I get asked to. And now I'm on the structural part of the building, right. which is awesome. And the first one is uh, the main shed, and it's all board-by-board board construction. And I just 
stained it uh, or painted it um, with the dry brushing technique um, to give it uh, like a barn red type of color. And then last night I added um, the indoor plat second floor platform and, and I put some photos up of it. So you can go to our website or our Facebook page, I mean, and you can find it on our Facebook and our Instagram. I'll have put the pictures up. Um, I mean, you can go to our website too. It'd be really nice. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and um, but I, I, like I said, I've installed all this stuff, and it looks awesome. It looks really nice, um, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. It's a very sturdy building. Um, it's gonna have. It's it's got a lot of pieces to go, but this is really a different style building for me because almost every piece is an individual board all over the place. Yeah. And um, you have to go off a lot of templates and things like that. But it's, 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 I wouldn't say it's hard. It's not, but it's turning out beautiful um, because of that. I mean, the boards, individual boards are stained. And, uh, you know, the, the outside of the barn or the main shed, it looks like a barn, is the red, like I told you. It's like I didn't use, I used barn red yeah. by a ceram coat. And then I, um, and then I also, uh, but I dry brushed it, and then I dry brushed it so you can still see the undercoating of the 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 uh, stained wood underneath it. It's cool, and um, but you know all the interior parts is just your you know India ink stain stuff, and uh, it just it turned out amazing. Uh, it's very very tightly put together. But anyways, having fun with that, uh -huh. and um, you know it's it's really cool to build on the diorama piece uh, like this so it's ready to, to, to go. And I can just move the piece when I need to and work on my bench once the smaller stuff and then go take the smaller stuff over to my diorama piece on the stand I have over here next to me uh -huh. where I keep the diorama and I work and I install it there. So I'm working from two different locations. Nice. But, so, cool. yeah. They, it's, it's really cool. It's... it's um. It's a really new lesson. It's a new lesson for me in in building. I've built lots and lots and lots and lots of buildings, but uh, I've not done one of these quite like this. And this I, is, uh, I'm with you. I'm feeling the same thing. I'm doing this one from Sasson, and right now this building, the building that I'm doing, which is the second building, is board by board, and that's new to me. So, uh, but how do you feel about it afterwards? I feel like I don't I know. Like I'm in the middle of it. Oh, I, I, the first I'm, building was the first building was not board by board. This one is. Yeah, well, I'm, I feel like it's like um, what's all those? I just feel like I I'm earning like I like I I feel good about it when I'm done, you know. Like you should get like, a little certificate you put on your fridge and say. Yeah, yeah, like right on my forehead, it. like a, a gold star, <laughs> you know. And, and I'll just but, put the but, gold star on my chart. Woo! Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, I, but I do. I feel. No, like, I get you know, it. I, I, when I'm done, I turn the lights off in here. I'm like, ah, I feel good about tonight. I got some something new done. I actually. That's how I felt. Some new stuff. That's how I felt. Um, even though it sounds so silly, just those little supports I made. Yeah. The other night, I had to hand cut all those damn things. Yeah. And even though I worked down here for two hours and I made six little supports, I felt like, yeah, like that was yeah. a good, that was a good night. So don't get me wrong, I love laser cut stuff, but this was kind of neat. I felt like, I felt like, yeah. I mean, yeah. it, like you, uh, I had to do more for it, you know? I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, um, I, I'm, I'm, I feel the same way. It's almost like a badge of honor. Right. 
So, uh, do you want me to jump right, into what I was going to talk that. about? Yeah. Okay. This is two parts. And the first part is, I think on Sunday, we should spend a day down here working. Hmm. I don't know what you're doing on Sunday. Well, Sunday, I'm meeting with your grandparents. We're going to do something at their place. Well, then, Sunday, we will not be working down here <laughs> all day. Part, um, part two. I can't do Saturday. Okay. Well, we'll find some day next week, then. Maybe uh, we'll figure that out. This is not yeah, the place we'll to talk out. about it. Anyways, right. part two. <laughs> that was a massive fail. should not have done that one on the <laughs> recording here. Part two. Uh, Sorry about that, pal. I am going Trust to. Me, I'd love to do it. I'm going to carve um, into the foam. Uh, when you're in Gettysburg, and a couple other local, there's some other towns. Chambersburg has them. Um, Waynesboro kind of has it. Some other, I've seen some coastal towns have them. They are almost like uh, concrete gullies or concrete. They're not canals, but they're where the creeks pass through town. Carlisle has them. Okay. Uh, where the creeks pass through town, but they're they're concrete like drainways for the for streams and water that yeah, pass like through the town. For- yeah, viaduct. There you go. I was trying to. I was coming up with all these other names for that. <laughs> um, but but it's not. It's not for drinking water. It's a no, viaduct no. Move water through the town for drainage. Yeah. I'm right. gonna carve them into the hills and into the side of the foam and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to build them into the city. Um, oh, that would be cool. All over. I'm not, I mean, not, not everywhere. I'm going to put yeah. a, f- a few basic systems in, like a little grid that runs through the city, and the streets will go over top of them. But oh, yeah. Maybe just like two that go width, width-wise, like from from uh, sea, the seaside to the back, two or three mm-hmm. that go that way, and then maybe one that goes like – you know, in an odd path, kind of down the lengthwise of the of the city. It won't obviously. Oh, wow. It won't be perfectly straight. We can make it bend every now and then, like a do a do a forty five degree angle and have it kind of S through yeah. the city. But um, I want to build a little system like that, like a drain system that all leads back down to the water. Oh yeah, I'm all for that. And we got plenty of foam to carve out, and it doesn't have to be deep. The ones that you see in our town in Carlisle or in Gettysburg are only, you know. They'd only be like eight feet scale deep. Yeah. So they wouldn't have to cut that far into the foam. So I'm all for that. Um, I think before I get buildings down, we're going to do that. And then what that would also do is kind of uh, dictate the flow of our buildings as well and our streets. Yeah. So um, just something I want to do. I think Doug probably Doug's Doug's limited kit, the the FOS scale models limited kit probably was mm-hmm. a little bit of an influence on that. But yeah. we don't have the ability to do massive like waterfalls and stuff like that, like Doug did. But a lot of cities that you have streams or that are near waters have those kinds of systems. I've been looking on Google Earth, just checking right. them out. A lot of uh, like old colonial seaside towns have drainage systems like that that are kind of just like streams that run through the underside of the city or undersides Dude, of towns. Just look at a picture of just Google. Um, I near that in town, New York. Um, Rochester, New York. Yeah. 
Go to Google Chrome right now, Rochester, New York. Hang on. And hit images. Rochester. Rochester, New York. But you know what I'm talking about. I think that'd be really easy to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. That's all through it. And look, if you, yeah, check out some of the photos with the falls that are coming right off and the concrete. Well, I don't want to do waterfalls. Well, I understand that, but I'm just saying, isn't that cool? Yeah, I was more or less thinking of like what you see in, um, like. Yeah, I know what you meant. Carlisle has them. Gettysburg has them. The the, between um, the college and the. uh, Yeah. There's some like old viaducts and stuff in there. And there's that one that rolls down through. um, There's one in Frederick, Maryland. Yeah, that. There's one. There's a one big one in Frederick. Right. Uh, I want to do stuff like yeah. that, and they're easy okay. to do, and it would take up some space, and it would help us dictate the scene. Because what you yeah. could do there is just have some kids fishing. You could throw some junk in them, in them, and uh, you could do some really cool stuff. And the water wouldn't be hard to make because you could just make it like a murky color, like a city murky yeah. water color. So we're gonna do that for sure. I'm all for that. Um, but yeah. So that's like my big thing. I was gonna say where I want to carve into the layout and build a viaduct system. Or a drainage, not a viaduct. I don't know if viaduct is the right word. Um, a drainage system for the city where the water yeah. would be running down towards the ocean. Yeah, in and out behind behind buildings and different levels. And yeah, sure. I want to look up what a... No, it's not a viaduct. <laughs> We've been using that wrong the whole time. Okay. A viaduct is a bridge-like structure, typically a series of arches carrying road or railroad across a valley. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, and also, in the Roman times, yeah, there were, but in, above the well, town that was or... definitely not the right term. So okay. <laughs> we butchered that. But um, but yeah, so that is what I want to do. Um, just to create some drainage. So in what the city. we'll be using inside. The uh, canalways or waterways for water? No, no, for concrete. Oh, so here's the thing. What I'm gonna do is I want to build a little jig, or a little not a jig, but a little mold. Um, uh huh. And I, I, I'm just gonna make it with uh, just some materials I find around here, uh, or get some plastic pieces, glue them together, make mold. I don't know how I'm going to do it yet. I'm going to look okay. up how to make it, and I'm just going to build flat concrete walls, completely well, flat. Well, we have a mold for concrete walls. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like it's like stacked concrete. Yeah, well, what's wrong with stacked concrete? I want it to look like it's poured. Oh, poured concrete. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, what, the two things I could do, I thought about this, I could either make... Uh, I could, we could either pour molds and put them in that way, or if I cut the foam right, we could just paint the foam to look like concrete. Yeah, that's that's true. We could do that. The, that's the easiest way. That's probably the less, the least messy way to do it. Right, right. Uh, if I cut the foam carefully, I can just have the I could just paint the foam to look like concrete. We'll experiment around with it. Yeah. So we'll mess around with that, but that's that's something I want to do. I think it only makes sense to throw a couple of them in. They don't even need to be very wide. I mean, if you see the ones in one of the one of the, I think it was Dave Kruzwick, um, uh just got some of that. Con- you know that concrete I used here? Well, that came with the Baxter's Building Supply. Yes. Um, that is a that would be an awesome concrete to use. We can get that stuff from Northeast Scale Lumber. Yeah. Uh, they make it already milled like that. 
So well, I think the um, the foam should work. The foam, I think, will work, and we don't have to have one option. We can do more than one thing because well, there yeah. could have been different construction types throughout the whole thing, yeah. and sure, as it passes through different neighborhoods, it can change style. Um, right. But I think the the awesome thing about this is they don't need to be very wide. Um, I think what you see on Doug's diorama for the limited kit, it's a lot mm. wider because it's actually like a stream or a creek right. going through that area. What right. I'm thinking of is if you look at these old small towns, some of them are barely wide enough to put like a car or two side by side. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we only have to make this maybe not to scale, but in real life size, like inch and a half yeah. to two inches max. Oh, Just easy. cut them right into the side of the the hills right. and stuff. Right. So, uh, so that's what I want to do. I think it would just be such a cool thing to do. And before I start putting anything else down, mm-hmm. it's going to be harder to do once we start building more of the city. So right. I want to do it now before we put a whole bunch of stuff down and it's too late because there's a whole bunch of stuff in the way. Right. So did you notice? Did you notice uh, when Gettysburg when when we were talking about that one? Part of that is some of that is actual just stream, like a small creek. Yeah. And then it then when it then gets near it goes into it. concrete, then it comes out of the that yeah. area and it goes into another small stream or or a culvert. When it with, gets near um, buildings, where it gets near right. buildings where the foundations were exposed or bridges right. or roads, then they build That's it up more. That's where you more. see the concrete. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But if we're gonna do a big big city, we could just make it all concrete and have it run right. through that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. So that's my big announcement. Great. Um, Woohoo! I don't know if it was that big of an announcement, but uh, you know, figure that out. Um, it is just that a big. That was not a train. What's that? That was not a choo choo train. What? Oh, you're woo woo. Oh. Yeah. I thought that's what uh, you were doing. Yeah. You were sitting there with your conductor hat on, woo wooing. Yep. My overalls. In your, oh, your striped overalls. Yes. Is that, we record every episode of every podcast wearing that stuff. <laughs> I got even got I even got a handkerchief hanging out of my pocket. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So oh, uh, that's really all I had um, as far as the layout. Um, right. I do think I'm gonna do. I'm definitely gonna do another uh, contest. Not a contest. Um, I'm sorry. A poll to see which buildings I'm going to build next. So, uh, I like doing that because that kind of like, I have a problem trying to pick which one I want to do next. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're ever like that. Like you see all these ones on the shelf and you're like, ah, right. like which one do I start? So if I just throw it up as a poll for a week on our Facebook page and I have our listeners just pick, Mm-hmm. Well, then it's sweet because I'm like, well, they pick for me. They want to see us build that. I'm going to just build that. And and yeah. as I'm working on Sassin, it's fun because I can just put Sassin away for a few days, crank out a building, and then come right back to, to Sassin. Yeah. So well, I'm going to do that, by the way. Are you going to do it this week? Now oh. is a, a contest, a model contest. Oh, we're going to we have a contest. A back. And I'll give you the details next week oh. on a model contest nice. anybody can jump into for a decent prize from New us. And um, Contest announcement. Yeah, so it'll be a, yeah, we'll have a contest announcement next week and as to what, what, what all's required and what we're going to do. Um, 
And Sweet. we'll go from there. Well, I just learned about that, guys. So you're learning about it at the same time I am. That's awesome. Uh, yes. So actually, somebody, you, a couple people have asked about know, it lately, and I know we haven't done it. Greg so. Baker was asking for it for a little right. while, and uh, mm-hmm. a few people were asking. So it's about time we do a contest. And, and coming soon this fall, mm. or sometime early fall, or in this fall. We will we will also be doing and we'll, we'll give you more details on that too. But we'll be doing another uh, live build uh, where you can build with yes. us, build with Jisco Customs. And, and we'll give you the details on that and let you know what's going on. And I heard some rumblings from you and I that we were talking together about uh-huh. something cool we might be doing in Timonium. And I'm not going to say anything else, yeah. but. Um, right. We might be having something really cool up our sleeves for the Timonium show because I don't want to go there and record a podcast in a noisy room and have a bunch of noise and it's bad to record there and I got to run cables all over the place. So we're thinking of something really unique to do for anyone that visits us over at Timonium. Um, We just got to work out some details on that. So we we might have something neat up our our sleeves for Timonium. Right. So actually... In September, we'll have a very, very... You, uh, an amazing no. yeah just stop it there we'll have an we'll awesome guest coming up an awesome guest <laughs> we'll just stop it there and uh, you will just it'll blow your socks off so yeah, so, yeah we got some really awesome stuff coming uh, um, but I got a poll this week so if you give me one second I'm gonna go grab the buildings that I wanna put yeah. into the poll and then we're gonna actually what kind of poll? well like I did before it's um oh like a poll poll oh okay not yeah. like a poll not, not like, like a poll poll not like a pole, like a, a yeah, yeah, okay. like a flagpole. Yeah, and not a flagpole. No, <laughs> it's a pole, like a vote. Okay, um, gotcha, gotcha. All right, so actually, I'm gonna write this down. I gotta take a break real quick, and then I'm gonna come back. Forty-nine, yeah. thirteen. All right, give me one minute. All right. Well, while you're doing that, um. We gave you the recipe a little bit ago for the depot buff, and um, I thought, wow. Um, as soon as I, as soon as I always do that, I, I try and write it down. I keep like a little, it's a little, you know, five, I guess five by seven small notebook. Um, you probably pick them up for ninety nine cents at the, at the dollar store or something like that, or the dollar, the dollar store, and um, or you could, you know, possibly get one from. Uh, you know, any anywhere Staples even probably has them for you know, cheap. I mean, they're not real big, just a spiral bound, just something you can keep notes on, and uh, and, and you can keep it like a book. I mean, so it's a front and back, you know, cardboard cover. Um, but um, start writing down th- things like that. I always do that. I have uh, little notes that I keep for uh, like the depot buff that I, that I gave you the recipe on. I wrote it down in the book. And I have like a little section. I'll keep a little, uh, like a quarter of the section. To, you pin it off for, you know, different paint scheme or different paint recipes. Um, or um, the different types of paint I would use to achieve water effects before I put the effects, before I put the the, uh, the Mod Podge or, or the matte varnish down there or whatever, the, uh, the material the breath's been using. Um, we always paint the surface below. So I use several different colors like uh, raw sienna and, and uh, I'm sorry, black and cerulean, cerulean blue and medium green, that type of thing. I, you know, I write them down. And Who are you talking to? I'm talking to cover, 
cover gap time for you. Oh, so, I wrote uh, down the cut time. I was going to cut all that out. Never uh, mind. Well, you don't have to. So, um, so, you know, save all your information because you never know when you're going to come back to it and use it again, as I have done it many times. Um, that's always good to have in your workbench area or wor at your workshop. I also have a small bulletin board like a, that you put thumbtacks into, and I, I, I write little things down on post-it notes. I tack them up there, too, and then eventually I'll transfer them over to the book. Um, but like postcards that you get from shows that are coming up, I tack them up there just to remind myself. And then it has a whiteboard. I have a whiteboard and on the whiteboard, not a big one. It's only, I don't know, maybe 17 by, uh, you know, 17 by eight, uh, you know, by 20 or something like that. I don't know. And, um, it hangs over here behind me and, you know, just use the white, the whiteboard and the, uh, dry erase markers. And I put up in order what my next projects are going to be, little ideas that I have. It has a, I have one that has a the whiteboard has a calendar built into it uh, with a blocked off calendar, and you can use it from month to month. You just change the month and write and I put fill in the numbers in the corners, and um, you can change it each month, of course. You know, but um, and then I, I mark down special times and dates, and you know when I let's say I I, I need something to let like a paint cure for two or three days according to directions. Then I mark it down, and I put it up on the calendar, and then when I sit down there that day, I can look back on my board and say, okay, well it's Wednesday, and this has got to get done now. This is long enough now, and we can uh, it's cured enough that where it's not going to you know be a problem. I can actually use this, you know, this type of part or um, you know so. Those are great things to have. And also you can put up like show dates. And if you belong to a club, uh, your club meetings and things like that, you know, it's, it's little things like that. It'll make your, you know, help make your shop, uh, your man cave and, uh, or a woman's cave or, or what do they call that? It was a TV commercial. The woman has a, a she shed. Own, a she shed. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, this would have made a know, great toolbox talk. Well, I'm just saying, this is, uh, you know, this is what I do. This is, these are things I do, man. It keeps me organized. Another big thing that I want to talk about real quick before Brett gets back on here. I'm back is, on here. I, I see that. Um, I've been stopping and like, it was at the flea market with your mom and picked up some guy had all these cigar boxes. And uh, so they make great little containers for holding stuff and then keeping kits in. So what I mean is I, I take this cigar box has a little metal clasp one. It's really nice. It's got a, uh, a highly polished, uh, you know, exterior of the box i don't know i don't smoke cigars but something about the inside of those boxes smells amazing and you know because they're made of they're made of pine and whatever but they just smell awesome and or cedar a lot of them are cedar and um anyways i put all my little containers of my um my weathering powders inside there the ones i use the most and uh and then it makes a kit of my most commonly used and then some of the brushes i use to apply them and um you know it's nice and i keep it in there i work right out of the box i close the box up it's done done i know where everything's at it's a nice little set um it, it's just a, a neat little thing i've been doing now is picking up these cigar boxes and using them to make kits that i can carry from one side of the workbench to the other to another you know to a shelf or take them down to Brett's house and load them up, and they're easy to just pack up. I don't have to worry about them, you know, stuff falling out of them, yeah. laying in the back of my car. You know, so it's kind of cool. So, oh man, are you blue? Oh, you, man. Man, are you blue yet? 
I was on a roll, baby. You I was on the a face? roll. Jeez. On a roll. Got tips. I got, got tips. All right. Well, you got to save it because we got toolbox talk to do too. Oh, uh, okay. Uh huh. Let's get on with it. All right. So the poll for the week. <sighs> I'm gonna have you decide one of the three, Dad. You ready? What? So right. I'm definitely gonna put the um, Captain Jack's boat and bait house back up on the pole because that was up against the dog bar lighthouse. Huh? But I want my dad to vote first on the other one that's gonna go against, and then I will put that one up as the com- the competition against this pole. These are the next kits you're gonna build, correct? This is the next kit I'm gonna build. I'm gonna put it up for one week, starting Friday. Um, when aside the po- from the one, aside from assassins, yes. In addition to assassins, because I'm working right, on assassins in between. I'm working on assassin in between other things. Yeah. Um, all right. So. You're running out. Let me know. I got a shelf full. So. I got. I just went over to my shelf. I got like eight more things to build. Yeah. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Okay. All right. So. It's either going to be the Durango Press Columbine Cafe that was gifted to us. Mm-hmm. Or. The Jordan Highway Miniatures. Railway Express truck. Ooh. <laughs> which That's right. I did bring it down there for you to work on. Which would be way different than what I've been doing a lot recently. I like the Jordan idea. Okay. I so, like the Jordan idea. And, and if you get stuck on something, just ask Dan. Call Dan. Yeah. Maybe I'll just have Dan live in my house for a day and I'll <laughs> I'll just give him, I'll give him access to my fridge and keep and pantry and he can just he can just hang out in the house all day and well, he might have some photo references. Yeah, no. That's fine. So so this week's poll will be the Jordan Highway Miniatures Railway Express truck against against in the in the right in the right corner. In the red corner is Jordan Highway Miniatures Railway Express truck. In the left corner, weighing in at 1.2 pounds is Captain. That's a Captain. big tip. 1.2 pounds? That's a lot of weight, man. I don't know. It's got Go lead. Ahead. It's got a lot of lead in it. We're just gonna. I'm making a, a heavyweight. That's a heavyweight contender. Okay, I'll take that back. Weighing in, we 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 reweighed that kit. Weighing in at 0.642 pounds. Wow, Cap- Captain. It's a half a pound. That's got to be a half a pound between the box and everything else. Yeah. Yeah, man, whatever. Just say eight ounces. Eight ounces. <laughs> you're taking, you're being a buzzkill. Just do it. Weighing in at point at eight ounces. <laughs> Captain, <laughs> Captain Jack's boat and bait house. <laughs> He's already been defeated once this week or this month, and he's not looking to go down again. But the Jordan Highway Miniatures is a tough contender. So you guys. Will Jax get their title match? Or will Railway Express Truck run all over Jack's boathouse? (laughs) (laughs) We'll find out next Friday. Friday, Friday. Uh, so uh, yeah I'll put those up you guys can go to town and vote I don't care either way they're both going to be awesome to build uh, I'm going to box something now I w- yeah just punch your wall boom just hit your wall yeah your mom will love that well I can't punch my wall my, my wife will love that I'll break my hand yeah. so uh, yeah 
I have a couple Railway Express trucks down here. To, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Jordan trucks down here to build. So yeah, I got an old ice truck and a mail truck and this wow ra- this uh, Railway Express one. So oh, speaking of vehicles. <laughs> Anyways, real quick, before we get into that, I'm going to post that this Friday. You guys can vote on it. I'll build it next week. Okay. Anyway, speaking of vehicles, what? Did I talk about that last week? Last week, did I say anything about the the, uh, Baxter's Building Supply Company having the coal conveyor? Uh, I can't remember if you did or not. Well, I went and ordered a coal conveyor from Dynamodels. Well, off of eBay. I think I did mention it. And uh, it came in, and uh, and then I'm digging around the box full of all this stuff from Baxter's because there was a photo of the coal conveyor on there. I was like, surely it doesn't come with a, a coal conveyor because they never come with, with – uh, never, kids never have vehicles of any kind put in there. And I got to have a coal right. conveyor. Sure enough, the metal diecast parts has a parts for a coal conveyor. Now you've got two coal conveyors. Well, can it be reused as something that's not a coal conveyor? Yeah, we'll use it somewhere else. Well, because I have that Delaney Ironworks kit, that giant forge. We 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 can use it as a coal conveyor, and then we can use this one as a – because this isn't coal. This is gravel at this place. Oh, okay. Yeah, because the Iron Forge forge would surely need something to move coal or fuel – like yeah. burning fuel back, not fuel as in gasoline, but you right. know what I meant. We have Clyde's coal too, so we can put it there. So yeah, that's another thing I'm going to do soon. Is I tore that whole Delaney Ironworks apart from REA. I'm sorry, yeah. RDA, RDA. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to get to work on that one, uh, repainting that whole thing. That's a plastic kit, by the way, and right. I will be hand painting that whole plastic kit, brick and stone by stone. That's gonna look cool. So. That is going to take me a a freaking <laughs> decade to finish. Yeah. Um, so we also need to do a marathon session here uh, of the um, terminal. Needs yeah, to get I'm done. good with that. I'm good with that. So we'll figure all that out. Um, yep. But, yeah, that's what I really all I got for the week. Uh Yeah, me too. Um, we're going to jump on here real quick and do the toolbox talk and then uh, – that's about it. We hope for you guys... For the record, for all you nail hole freaks, oh. all through Baxter's, George Celius is into nail holes. He They're likes nail holes. All, all over the place. Yep. Nice. It's written all through the directions, all over the place. Well... I've been putting nail holes galore on this thing. So... There you go. Just saying. Now you know. All right. And before we wrap up tonight's episode, we wanted to do our patron questions of the week. We didn't forget about you guys. I know I asked the question late, so some of you guys didn't get them in in time. Uh, I apologize for that. But here we go. Here is our patron questions of the week. If you guys want access to our patron questions of the week and to be able to ask us questions or our guests questions, we have guests on, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash HO scale customs. So first one is from Lynn McCurdy. He says, okay, it's a current one for him, the jig crane that he just did, which he did a good job on that little crane. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, yeah, I saw a picture of that. That's pretty sweet. How good oft- job, Lynn. How often do you guys have to manufacture what you want for either a scene or a structure? When everything manufactured or kit is too big or toy-like? Um hmm. So I, I'm get, I, I think he means like how much how often do we have to make our own things? 
for yeah um, i don't find a lot of the kits that i build i don't find the kits i don't but if i'm scratch building something oftentimes i'll get in the mood and just start making my own thing well i've added stuff to kits too yeah i mean yeah it's pretty frequent between styrene between using styrene or um some some wood like different different basswoods and different materials i oftentimes will manufacture my own parts and make my own little details um yeah like a lot of times it ends up being pretty like uh, it's more often like little simple things like like handrails and stair yeah, rails yeah those are easy to make with with scrap wood mm-hmm. and um things like uh um like the thresholds above and below doors you can make with some scrap pieces right. and things like that um i'll often just make on my own because I want to add a detail like that, so I'll, I'll craft my own things like that with styrene right. or some scrap wood. Um, yeah, I did a marquee on the ho- on the hotel. Yeah, with you styrene. did. Yeah, it was all styrene. It turned out. I amazing. made a gumball machine out of a pin uh, of a needle with a little round colored head, a white colored head. You know. So the answer is plastic. pretty free. Yeah. Pretty frequently, I yeah. guess we're we're always kind of crafting our own things to make something that we don't either a they don't make or b that. They might make, but it won't fit exactly what we need in the way we need it, so we have to make our own. So we right. do that pretty often. Yeah. Um, but that was a good question. And good job, by the way, on your crane that you made. That was that looked really Sweet good. Crane. Yep. So next question is from Scott uh, Horgan. Hand laid track and train hand laid track and switches or the off the shelf product. Um. So we are. Uh, we wow, just have, I've never done a switch. We've just have off the shelf off the shelf switches. Um, yeah. We didn't. We the only hand laid track we'll have is the one my dad did, unless my dad is feeling really frisky and coming down. I don't know. Now that I got the tool and I figured out how to do it. It might be kind of fun to do some other sections of hand laid track. You want to do the whole layout? I heard. No, no, hell no, <laughs> double right. hell no. No, no way. That took me uh, took me long enough to do 17 and a half inches. Um, but I was thinking maybe it might one of the spurs off the side and, uh, you know, maybe do that. Or yeah, maybe, that's, a, like, that's a good idea. Well, you know, I don't it, know. I maybe, it might it. be fun to hand lay some little turnouts that go into industrial areas or loading yards and stuff. I, I'll tell you what, it was very therapeutic. Huh. Well, maybe we give it a shot. It was very um, therapeutic. I know Ron Kleiss from My Mount Models replied that he does hand laid turnouts, mm-hmm. but he uses commercial track. Um, right. The detail of commercial tracks are great, but he likes the flexibility of building his own turnouts, which that, that might be fun to try too. Right, right. So um, maybe we try that with some of the little industrial yards we're going to make. Yeah. So especially that you have the tool now, we can just make our own custom little turnouts for indu- little loading docks. I don't know about stuff. turnouts, but yeah, we can try, I guess. Well, even if they're not that great, we're not. They're not going to be functional. They're just they're they're cosmetic for us. Right. For not us, sure. they're cosmetic. I don't really care. Right. right. I don't need to back the train into the loading yard for me. Right. So, uh, anyways, moving on. That was a good question, Scott. Uh, for us though, it's mostly all off the shelf stuff, and we're actually just going to go back through and hand paint and hand weather the ties yes um all right matthew hankins our contest winner yes hey uh, howard, he says howard zane has a technique he calls high wab or hide it with a bush hiding uh, with a bush yeah 
uh, he says, I have hidden uns- <laughs> I have hidden unsightly gaps and flaws with vines, weeds, downspouts, automobiles, etc. What yep. are some of your favorite high wabs? That is a really good question, and I love the term, Matthew. So uh, high webs. I think I high wab a lot of stuff. I know I high wab oh. a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, definitely, um, definitely gaps. I th- um, I think it's something that every good modeler learns how to. Yeah. Um, everyone from George Selios all the way down to uh, the beginner that's starting to look at things they did and go, not the very beginning, but yeah. once you start to look at stuff and you critique your own work, you start to go, hmm, yep. well, I don't like the way that corner matches up. What can I do to kind of disguise that? Or, um, you know, as you learn more and more and at the point that we're at or like a Jason Jensen is at and any of these other great modelers that we see on our pages. Right. Um, you get to the point where you're like, uh, I'm not too happy with that thing. Maybe I could put a loading dock in front of that part of the building and right. cover that up. Or maybe I could put, like you said, a downspout to cover up that crack. Bushes, bushes. Are bushes sure. are great. I, I did it to that that um, lumber yard. Oh, yeah. Uh, lumber mill. Yeah. The, the lumber mill, uh, the sawmill, there, I had it lit up. And there were some wires that I brought up through the bottom of the base yeah. for lighting it. And I kind of had to hide them along the post, and then where the way they went down, into you know where they went down in the ground next to the post, I had to put bushes in front to to cover I, them up. But I didn't want the wires to be seen. I did that recently with um, the uh, dog bar lighthouse. I put the mm-hmm. I put a uh, a little ladder on the one corner because it just uh-huh. it, the it wasn't the whole way up the side. You ever have a building where you're putting the corners together, and yeah. Like the bottom flares out just a little bit, yep. or the top of the wall flares out just a hair, not the whole yep. wall, just a tiny little corner, like right where the bracing isn't, that last yeah. like quarter inch. So, yep. um, I hid that with. Oftentimes at the bottoms of buildings like that, or where the foundation, if I'm putting a textured paper or a stone foundation down, uh, right. and the paper doesn't quite look right on the corner, I'll cover that with like a trash can or uh, a detail part like a couple barrels and hide that little corner um but i love that high wabs i love i love that term high wabs so uh yes we high web a lot of stuff and i would bet you that most most good modelers who are aware of what they're doing and are aware of their own work would tell you that they also use some high wabs signs signs are the best way to cover stuff up because you don't even have to do a – there's two ways you can cover them up with a sign. It could be like a billboard sign where it's yeah. actually off the side of the building and hanging on a building. Right. Or a poster that can cover up a little uh, – an area that you don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, heavier mortar works too. Heavier mortar. Uh, heavier I've also mortar. I've also lost um, this – I guess this would be considered a mistake. I've lost windows before. Yeah, uh, and I've boarded up windows because I lost yeah. the window. That would be considered a hide it. Um, yeah, I, I'm hiding a mistake that I lost a window. I can't find it. Well, I usually do find a window like six months later, and it's in a different box or it's somewhere <laughs> else. I didn't, and I go, where the hell did this window come from? What's this window to? <laughs> but uh, you know, that's another cool fix. The other thing I often find that I have problems with is um, when it's a flat roof, not um. Not a roof with a gable, but a roof with uh, like a tar paper flat roof on like a row home kind of thing. Yeah. Um, sometimes when the corners of the paper or the 
cardstock or the styrene that you cut to fit down onto the flat roof mm-hmm. don't necessarily meet the edge of the wall, the inside part, very tight, and you can see down into the you know where that gap where you cut it right. wrong. Yeah. Every now and then, I will um, cover that up with like a patch, like a like a construction paper patch to make it look like yeah. you patched part of that roof on yep. the edge. So that way, if there's a piece where you were cutting it, it wasn't so straight, you can you can patch that to make it look like it's now square with the wall. Um, so you're actually doing some weathering techniques to by patching your roof and you're covering up that little mistake. Yeah, that's a great idea. But uh, yeah, those are just some of them. I mean, there's a bunch. You can put conduit up the side of a building. You can put uh, uh if you have a meter, you can run conduit. I mean, uh. You can do benches on the sides of, of buildings where they're not quite right. Trash cans. Rain spouts. Rain spouts. Well, downspouts. Yeah. Downspouts, yeah. Um, I mean, that really, anything you can do to get creative and cover up defects that you don't like in your workmanship, that would be yep. probably more damaging if you tried to fix and tear it apart or, again. Go ahead. I was going to say, it would probably do more damage to actually try and tear it apart and fix it than to yeah. just cover it up. Or you can do this. You just said the keyword more damage, so kind of make it make it look like it's part of a natural mess up, you know, like a, like walls yeah. cracking or something like that. Yeah, you can always Take, do that too. It, it extend the extend the crack in a different direction and and give it, you know, put some vines or oh vines or another one vines. Like well, he I think he might have said that, but um yeah it's uh you know but you could definitely put extra cracks in the walls. Then fill some of those cracks with mortar and make them look like they were meant to be that way. Somebody went out and patched them up. There's a million different things. Yeah. Yep. Um, now, I think question? I think we went more towards um, structures than maybe – I don't know if Matthew was thinking more on the part where like, um, like track defects or something like that. So that would be a whole yeah. different thing. Um, if you're working with modules, obviously there would be a whole – separate type of cover-ups you can do to cover up where the modules meet because everyone's module is going to have different like just a little even if you're using the same materials it's going to match up a little differently so you'll have to come up with your own little that's just a matter of blending yeah yeah you'll have to come up with your own things to wait way to blend those together um Mm -hmm. but that's it for our questions of the week we only had a couple because i I posted them late this week. So awesome, guys. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode of the Bench Time Podcast. Make sure you follow us on our YouTube channel. Go over there and subscribe and then get hit the little bell button for the notifications as well. That way uh, you can help us grow our YouTube presence as well because we are going to be – we have a bunch of – I have some videos on deck that are going to be going up um, throughout the next couple of weeks that I've been filming or working on, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, – Head on over to YouTube channel. Subscribe if you already are not subscribed. Um, And that's really it. That's all I got for you guys this week. We hope you guys have an awesome weekend. As always, you can follow us on all the main channels. We want to see what you guys are working on. So don't be afraid to ever share what you're working on on our Facebook page. Um, That's really all I got. I'm going to log off for the night. How about you? That's it. All right. Have an awesome weekend. Peace.